Dumbass, how many times have I told you not to put ammo fresh from the toilet into your gun? But this toilet was just sitting out here in the middle of nowhere. No wonder when someone stuffed three clips of sniper rifle ammo in there. Did Claptrap put you up to this? I think everyone knows the answer to that because he has no nose. Whatever. We take the money from the droppings of the animals anyways. There's no such thing as too stinky for us. Now a podcast so grand. Whoa. So magnificent and so vast, it spans from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Phil. How do you choose the best equipment? And Mike. The one that looks the best, dude! Phil, Mike, this is really quite simple. Unless you get an A-plus on your final oral report in video game history tomorrow, I have no choice but to flunk the boat of you. Two epic airheads. Mike, we are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. One time-traveling telephone booth. Uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm here to help you with your history report. Who knew the history of video games could be such an excellent adventure? Yo, dude, I have experience bar. How do I get experienced? It's like when you learn stuff for a long time, you know? Oh, oh, look, Mike. Okay, let's check it out. Hey, who is this old dude? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Hey, excuse me, old dude. Do you know if there's any bogus bosses of historic significance here? How's it going, ugly pixelated dude? These are your hosts, Philip Willis. Those are some hot magic slinging babes. And Mike Minky. It's a gaming report, not a babe report. And all kinds of games from RPG Backtrack. If you guys are really us, what game are we thinking of? Shining Force, dude! Dudes! This is Phil and Mike's Excellent RPG Backtrack. And welcome to RPG Backtrack. This is number 158, and I don't remember what it's called. What's it called, Mike? Crossing the border. Crossing the border. Yeah, crossing the border. You know, I cross the border a lot. That's where I get my liquor from. But <laughs> you, Phil, Phil, I think I'm gonna start breaking bad. I'm gonna send you the equipment you need to distill liquor on your stove top. Nice. Uh, yeah, because if you're crossing the border, then you are absent from work for long periods. No, the you're border of the state. The border of the state. You talk oh, okay. about like, Oregon, right? Yeah, you just got to go to like, yeah, well, you go one of those other or states. Nevada. Wyoming, right Nevada, yeah, Colorado. Colorado, you can also, not only with your living, you can pick up some other stuff while you're there I don't in Colorado. I don't local beer from Colorado, but it's there. Yeah, well, we have decent local beer. It's just expensive. We have microbreweries that are somehow got an arrangement with the state. It's just it's just expensive, you know. Like a dollar fifty a can is on sale. That's a sale price. So so, so where do you drive? Like to Franklin, uh, Wyoming, or or Idaho? Frank Franklin's in uh, Idaho. Well, you got uh, uh, Windover. Is it Windover? Uh, Windover, um, Nevada is really pretty, kind of close. A few hours out, so. 
Anywho, I mean, I mean, now Nevada has no problems with whatever sin you might want to commit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love that they're right next to each other. I really do. Oh, it, it fills me I, with it, happiness. It, it, like it keeps it keeps America balanced in a way to have <laughs> all of the debauch and we can't even have coffee adjacent to each other. It, it, it's it's hilarious, and and when you're running an actual business, you know, like a hotel or something that would normally serve liquor, and you're dealing with all the laws, it, it's just it becomes mind blowing. It just really does. Uh, anywho, but we're not here to talk about liquor laws tonight, but we are here to talk about borders, as in borderlands, and to help us do well, borderlands too specifically. Well, there, to, there is a mission I distinctly recall where you have to get drunk, and to help us do that. Is uh, Mr. Scott and Mrs. Sam Wakamaters slash Marshmallow? We're married. Pop culture reference slash Marshmallow. I don't want it. I'm not Marshmallow anymore. I I think that your last name should be hyphenate, like Wakamater slash Marshmallow. I think that's awesome. That doesn't fit on a form. That's like 30 characters. No. Uh, but you know it isn't thirty characters. That's Borderlands too, and that's what we're here to talk about tonight. So we uh, talk about the DLC. A lot of that is more than thirty characters. Well, this is yeah. oh my gosh, yes. So uh, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back after these commercial messages from Claptrap. Great, another deadbolt hunter. Handsome Jackson, busy. Wait a minute! You're not dead! Yes! Now I can get off this glacier! Claptrap, your metaphorical ship has finally come in! Allow me to introduce myself. I am a CL4P TP steward bot, but my friends call me Claptrap. Or they would if any of them were still alive, or had existed in the first place. Oh, I've got something for you. Here! Take this echo communicator that I totally didn't loot from one of these corpses. It comes with a class 12 heads up display, complete with a mini map. Now, come, come, friend. Let's get you inside. Welcome back. We are here at the main event where we take a game or a series of games and pick into its little details. And today we're talking about Borderlands 2 and the only person in the world who is perhaps more handsome than myself, Mr. Handsome Jack. Borderlands 2 is an action RPG, first-person shooter, video game experience developed by Gearbox and published by 2K Games on September 18th at 2012, coming to you on your PlayStation 3, your PlayStation 4, your Xbox One, your Xbox 360, your PlayStation Vita, your Microsoft Windows, Linux, Mac OS, and I cannot believe... Oh, yeah, they have it here. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Okay, done. All the things. All the things. Other than the Nintendo system. Yeah, why isn't it on my 3DS? Borderlands in 3D would be awesome. See, you know, I feel like the Handsome, Handsome Collection had a place on the Wii U. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, I, I mean, even just loot managing on that screen <gasps> oh, and that having a mini map down there, that would oh, be Oh, that would be totally awesome. It's not like it's, the Wii U couldn't use extra content, right? And I mean, opportunity. theoretically, there's still time. It's yeah. Take two, Gearbox, 2K, do the thing. Yeah, do it. Just just do it. Yesterday, you said tomorrow, so just do it. Do it. So it's a game it's where a... you shoot dudes. No, no. There are vault hunters. No, no. Deep story. Deep story. Five that, that years after story. the events of Borderlands 1, 
Pandora has been changed immensely by the Hyperion Corporation's strip mining for Iridium and Handsome Jack's evil corporate malevolence. <laughs> Except he doesn't laugh like that. He does not. So Handsome Jack is, you know, he, he's looking for some ancient alien prophesied junk and he's like, hey, let's ask some Vault Hunters to do that. Except he's not. It's all a trick. He's just calling in Vault Hunters because he knows that they will muck up his evil. So he's just dropping them off the train, which is where you start the game. And then you fight through Iceland. To and get Claptrap's eye back. You, you rescue Claptrap and you get vengeance on a pirate captain. And then you steal the pirate captain's boat. And then you travel to the part of Borderlands that looks like the part of Pandora that looks like Borderlands 1 after where it is dusty and desert as is right and proper. And then you uh, wreak bloody revenge on Handsome Jack for trying to kill you and being a douche. Along the way, you reunite the playable characters from the first game who are now much more interesting now that they are not you. Because now that you're you, you're not interesting. <laughs> and Well said. Yes. <laughs> You're not interesting when you're you. You're interesting when you stop being you. <laughs> and uh, some kind of message that should be passed along the ra- the wayside here. Okay, in all honesty, be you. David Bowie was impossibly cool being exactly who he wanted to be. It's true. Be like Bowie. Be impossibly cool. I'm an alligator. Yes. It's, it's hard to be as cool as Bowie, but you can try. Yeah. I'm also Ziggy Stardust. So at the end, uh, Are you, you a spider from Mars. Yes. Okay. Okay. But uh, after you reuni- reunite the crew and uh, rescue Jack's daughter, who's been helping you as the voice on with the internet connection rescue, the whole time. Rescue by means of killing her. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a mercy kill. And then Jack kills Roland and everyone's sad. And then you beat up Jack and you fight the evil alien that lives in the core of the planet. And then uh, some other stuff happens in the DLC or you can play it again. Your choice. Spoilers. I'm not that far, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I watched you yeah. get the game. I actually know the ending. Yeah. Yeah, Lilith is there. Jack took her, and he's going to use her as the means of forcing the gigantic alien warrior to come out. And yeah, he wants to conquer the galaxy. And you there know, you the, go. The, there are less charismatic people who have tried this. Yes, and you know, handsome Jack. He's he's a fun villain. He's fun to listen to. All the he's characters have fun. All the characters have fun dialogue now. It's almost yeah. like the writing got fixed from the first game. Yes. That there is were funny component. lines in the first game, but that's all they pretty much were, isolated funny lines. Like, they're, they're, this this has, like, setups and punchlines and running gags and interesting moments. Like, I think it helps who wrote it. Jack like, is so got... funny. I Next love Handsome Jack. I, I love Butt Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Butt Stallion. <laughs> Let us not speak of Butt Stallion until we get into the DLC, because... She's real. Yep. (laughs) And pukes up things. Uh, You know, I can speak to how good the voice acting is by my machine having had a malfunction. The audio went completely out on it once, and I tried to play the game with no audio, and it was just eerie and weird and not right at all. Oh, I mean, the... Like, they, they spent a lot of time in it. One, one thing I, I know the voice acting's right, but something I do actually want to point out. They spent a lot of effort on gun foley. In a game with a lot of different guns, I appreciate that they all have different little sounds and they all have little fiddliness when you're reloading. I like that 
pistol I've been using, the one that has that the recoil, quick recoil action. Oh yeah, the, all the Jacob's revolvers just ha- you sound have a little tappy, great. Tappy 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 oh, like you're oh, a cowboy. Like I love using Jacob's revolvers just for that. It's been my favorite gun so far, outside of my really nifty shotgun. I can blow through robots. Pretty awesome. Let's see what I've been using. It's actually a lot harder to use the rocket launcher because you get so little ammo one time. Uh, I've got I've I've been dumping a lot of my iridium into upgrading it for my commando character just because I'm like uh, I don't have a power that holds people still, lights them on fire, explodes them, and does six different elemental effects over time. So I guess I need to do real damage. <laughs> and I, I think I think it, it does scale up pretty quickly. I think I'm at like 15 rockets. Yeah, you've had quite a bit just this last playthrough. They go fast though if you're getting swarmed by a mob. Oh yeah, like I'm I'm basically saving. I, I have that gun saved for badasses and nothing else. The con, what is it? The constructor badass was really annoying. Oh yeah. Ugh. Badasses in general are annoying. You basically just do nothing but hit it and hit it and hit it and then twitch a little bit because it feels like you're doing nothing. I hate them. Or run around yeah. backwards in circles while shooting it and hoping that it dies before it can hit, kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. It, the, there, there's a lot of just this enemy is unreasonably made of meat. It's it, The hit points just don't go down and I keep putting the bullets there. This gun is good, but this constructor just won't stop. Well, it's more noticeable with you playing the commando this time than it is the siren. Well, yeah, because I'd point at it, and it would stop, <laughs> and then I could recharge my shields. He's really upset about this. I really liked my siren build, which I guess brings us to the classes. We have four uh, in the base game. You have Axton, who is kind of just a carbon copy of uh, Roland from the previous game. Punched in a turret, right? Oh, with a turret. <laughs> Like, you throw down a turret, and it does stuff, and you have talent trees that make your turret better, or you have talent trees that make you better, and you kind of have to weigh them. You also have uh, Maya the Siren, who can freeze people, and then um, all of your talents make the freezing do all sorts of cool things, and then you're also badass with uh, elemental effects. Uh, There's Salvador the Gunzerker, who can go fly into a rage and use two guns. Double gun. And I see on the loading screens that his skill tree lets him dual dual wield everything that he's got, so you can switch between two sets of two guns. Yes, like it, it somehow clones his guns so that he can do double gun. And then you have uh, Zero the Assassin, who has sniper rifle powers and can be invisible for a little while. And he can sword dudes. He has a, a sword dude thing. I played Tales of Borderlands first, so this is my first introduction zero. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And then uh, there were two DLC characters. Uh, Gage, the Mechromancer. She has a robot friend. Um, the robot is pretty cool. The robot's pretty cool. The developer called accidentally referred to her as the girlfriend class when it's sort of more like the noob class where it's like, hey, the robot's going to be awesome, and then you take a bunch of skills that sort of mitigate the fiddly bits of first-person shooters, so that when you miss, you don't miss. So great for people like me who are kind of incompetent. Well, you, you're you special. You can only shoot guys in the kneecaps. Well, no, 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 no. The kneecaps and the what? 
And the crotch. That's right. Well, and if you're shooting a psycho, then the kneecap is actually a good place to shoot him. Yeah, that's the thing. The game actually is really rewarding to shoot guys in kneecaps because half the enemies are robots who their legs break and they have to drag them. They they have to start hopping and dragging themselves around with their arms. So see, this game actually caters to people like me. Yes, and then there is Krieg, the psycho, who is a melee character in a first-person shooter with 10 billion guns. I don't know why, any, why anyone picks this class. I don't know. Maybe it's the people who think it's not challenging enough and want to try to use melee on everything. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's all I ever... Yeah. That's, so clearly I should have picked that character. No, because you, you already have a problem with rushing at guys while shooting them. <laughs> it's like, the bullets are going fast enough without you running. <laughs> Sometimes I just get very excitable. <laughs> and then there's a lot of, okay, you know what? Do you I, ever I rush right into where you threw a grenade? No, actually, I don't do that. Okay. This may, be because I, a while. this may be because I tricked Sam into picking the longbow versions of grenades that just go exactly where you want them to and blow yeah. up. It's all good. Yeah, and then the game has 10 billion guns, and they all do sort of weird little nifty things, and they all have... They, they come in families, so once you learn the quirk of a family, it's just a question of this one is slightly better to the extreme versus this one is, you know, lame now. And you spend a lot of time just looking at your guns, making sure they do what you want them to. Because they can go to lame now pretty fast. Yeah, the, the curve is kind of like, okay, I've leveled up twice. Clearly this thing is... No longer good. Clearly anything below a, a blue drop is just junk. Although you will still pick it up because you want the money. Oh yeah, you'll 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 start hanging on to green drops just for cash. I'm kind of a hoarder. I just pick everything up and then get yelled at two minutes later. Well, Sam, you have to start ditching good guns for better guns when your inventory is full of white things. <laughs> I don't mean to. A lot of the time, I'm just like it's next to this green thing, and then I hold the button down, so I end up taking everything. But I should just tap it. It's kind of a bad habit. So everybody but Scott played a Mechromancer, the yeah. girlfriend class. Yeah, I played I played the one thing that was badass uh, to all get out and then and switch to and then switch to a commando where it's just like, <laughs> well, that's a thing. I tried to encourage you to Well, you you could have gone melee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could have gone melee. Actually, I don't think we have the melee. I don't character. think I actually bought him cuz I'm like <laughs> a melee character to game with 10 billion guns. That's dumb. I don't think that means what you think it means. We want someone on the forums to prove us wrong on that char on that character choice. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Uh, the other biggest uh, add-on addition for this game is that uh, certain little there are little chat. There's a big long list of little challenges that are just kind of grindy, like throw ten do ten thousand grenade damage, like fifty million, like fifteen hundred guys on fire. And it yeah, just it's always tracking these, and as you complete them, you earn badass points, which you can then use to buy flat stat boosts that are keyed to your profile. Things like up up your critical damage, reduce your recoil, reduce your reload time, things like that. And the, these are by factors of fractions of a single percentage. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you do... It, it's this interesting thing where you pick up a new character, you pick up an alt, and you are already 
measurably better than a level one completely new character, so you can kind of skate through multiple playthroughs faster without with less grinding. Also, I've found, like, half the time when I've completed the challenges, I've done them purely by accident. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, is if you, you will earn plenty of these not even paying attention. And that was just it. Tonight I realized at one point I had three tokens. Like, and that was just after I had redeemed a previous token, what, 20 minutes earlier? <laughs> yeah, they, they come fairly frequently. They're a nice little ding between levels. And oh, it lets you kind of just be like, you know what? It lets you decide what actually matters for your character in a different way, where... I didn't realize it was for the account and not just uh, for the profile and not just the character. So in my first playthrough, I was always picking the elemental effect chance increase because I was a siren and an elemental witch. Yep. And then now I'm just like, oh, well, I'm happy all my reload speed and uh, shield recharge rates are high. Maybe let's pick grenades next. <laughs> yeah, his badassery is so much higher than mine. So, Phil, yeah. what do you like about the game? Yeah, we want to know what Phil thinks. Oh, man. You know, I wasn't... When we talked about Borderlands, uh, the first one, one, or just Borderlands, I disclosed that I wasn't a super huge fan of it because I played the vast majority of my game solo. Uh, I'm pretty antisocial by nature. And uh, <laughs> and as a solo game, you know, it was it was okay. It was it was good. It just it just didn't hold my attention very long. But you know, it, Border- it's grindy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of grindy. It felt like a lot of questing and stuff, but uh, you know, kind of like an MMO-ish, you know, type of deal. But but this one felt this one felt more fun. You know, with handsome Jack always chattering in your ear, insulting you about his you know, ponies that he's gotten you or unicorns or whatever the hell he's going to show up your ass. It, it's a, it's a horse made out of diamonds. Yeah. The, yeah. The pony, a live yeah. horse made out of diamonds. And he, what does he name it? Butt stallion. Butt stallion. It just, just, I mean, it's just humor like that. I mean, during the moments where it might start getting a little dull, he just, he jumps in it at the right moments and infuses it with some, you know, some humor just that keeps me going. Uh, you know, the quest felt better. The, you know, the action just flowed smoother. Felt like I spent less time just wandering around open areas. Um, and I, I should mention that uh, while I said it is the brownie of the original Borderlands, they actually do shake up the environments. There's like swamp and some forested hills and the ice area. A lot of residential. And then a whole city that you shoot Daddy. up. You, uh, you, you wreck that city. Actually, like just. Touching on Handsome Jack, one thing I'm really liking in terms of the banter is when he's bantering with others. Um, like when you're doing some of the quests and opportunity, um, he'll have moments where he'll be bantering with Lilith or with Moxie. And one of the few opportunities where he actually swears, he calls Moxie a bitch. Because he was that upset. Because mostly Jack doesn't swear. He like you know, sugarcoats everything. Unless he's really, really angry. But I like doing that quest. It's like, go flood the pits. You do it. And he's like, Moxie, you bitch. And Moxie's just like, aw, sugar. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's yet another of Moxie's ex-boyfriends. Yeah. Husbands. Husbands. Oh, right, right. She has, she's, she's, a- she's had even more boyfriends than husbands. Yes. I date Moxie. And you, in addition to Scooter, you get to meet her daughter, Ellie. Ellie's great. She's rad. She is. She's pretty cool. She, she don't give an f. She's just like, you know what? I fix cars and tell people and give people quests to shoot bandits. This is my life. I don't care what you think. Yeah. 
<laughs> At least for it. Although I think the the true the true standout character of uh, this one of the main game is Tiny Tina. I like Tina's tea party. She she's an eight year old. Oh, girl she's hilarious. Growing up on Pandora by herself, so her concept of a tea party is a little different. A little different, yeah. And her stuffed animals; a... those are more or less the same as you'd expect. Well, I mean, one is a bucket. <laughs> yeah. And one is a jar wearing a fancy hat, and yeah. one's a stuffed rabbit. So you know that's normal. And then one of them is a bandit that you electrocute frequently. And she's exactly. an you have to lure him in there. Yeah, and she's also an explosives expert. So oh, yeah. She builds rockets for you called Badonkadonks. I don't know why, but I had to launch Badonkadonks at a train. It was fun. It was. Uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I felt like, uh, and this is completely anecdotal from spending maybe, a, you know, a couple dozen hours with each game, but I also felt like the the weapons, the randomized weapons, of course, the series is famous for. Again, in Borderlands 2, I just felt like I got more cool drops, weapons that set people, I mean, of course, you get weapons that set people on fire in the first one, but it just, yeah. You know, everything feels cool. Yeah. Like, you're, you're just like, it, it, this is a shotgun. It shoots explosions. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many. It just they, they just feel more solid. They feel more. It feels like you get cool, cool ones more often uh, that are you know significant there, upgrades. There's a shotgun from the DLC. Mr. Torg demands it, and he oh. shows up from DLC that uh, shoots swords that then split into more swords which explode because yes. he demanded it. I played the, you know, I did play the Necromancer as well, which I like classes that throw down a turret or, uh, you know, a pet or something like that. I felt like, what was the what was the class in Borderlands 1 that you throw down the turret? That was still Roland. the Commando. The Commando? Yeah, oh, okay. I just, I felt like the, the Necromancer was cooler because the robot yeah. would actually move around well, and it attack yeah, stuff. Death Trap always has something to target. Unless you've killed everything in the area, mm-hmm. which is awesome because it means you don't have to micromanage in any way. You know, you just plop it down and it goes, and it will follow you till its time is up. And there's that there's that awesome skill in the micromanager skill tree that with each kill you get, its time is extended. Yeah, yeah. It helps out so much. Yeah, that's sort that, of tree. Now, playing with. now you're like, okay, this is a mob. Drop it now, and let's see how long I can run. <laughs> Yeah, the the best friend tree for the uh, the necromancer has been pretty fantastic, I gotta say. Yeah, just because the more you pile onto that robot, just the more it can go and do murder for you, and then you can focus on you know getting others from behind. I love how it's able to home on enemies with electric blast that helps out so much with the stupid buzzards because mm. I, I can never keep them in my sights for long. Oh yeah, those are the worst. Buzzards are horrid. They're the they're the they're so annoying. They don't. All they do is just loop around, and most of the, very few of the weapons, I won't say very few, but only about half of the weapons in the game are hit scan. so you really have to, so if you're playing with a lot of, say, rockets or explosive weapons, you are going to have to do a fairly significant lead on the buzzard, and it just gets annoying, and you just want to use your superpower to make it die, and if you don't have a superpower that makes it die, you're just going to be sad. Yeah, because th- even if you kill one buzzard, another one will always take off. They come yeah, they can become in groups. And I th- like c- constructors are just annoying. 
because they have a billion HP and they spawn dudes, some of which are dudes that give them more shields. So you're yeah, just kind of sitting there and being... Yeah, what are the, the surveyors? The little flying things that recharge their shields and heal? Those, uh, those things are the worst. Another thing the robot helps so much with, it will take those bastards out real fast. Yeah, there's there's a lot. And even, even just some of the fights feel like they last a little too long. Especially if you're like in one area doing a bunch of quests at the same time. So you'll just be crisscrossing the map and it's like, oh, another drop of power loaders. <laughs> uh, yeah. That yeah. Happens. I mean, it, it does it does happen and the encounter rate only goes up the more people you add to the game. I have discovered that holding a corrosive weapon helps out so much when it comes to dealing with the loaders. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're you're gonna want to keep like there there will be points where you're like I've got a really good corrosive weapon I'm gonna hang on to it two levels past where I should just because I'm in robot town. And otherwise, so, it takes ten times as many shots to down the damn thing. Yeah, you're you're gonna sit on that until you get another drop of a corrosive or electric weapon. <laughs> All right, I noticed that there are a whole lot of new enemies in this, and some of them are actually pretty cool. I like the Goliaths. Oh yeah, those Goliaths are a neat little addition where. They hit a damage threshold, and then they get angry and try to punch you. Well, if you, you shoot off their helmet. Yeah, the problem is, is I can't help but go for headshots. It's it's too well-practiced an instinct. I kind of felt like leaving them to Sam to kneecap. It's it a good instinct. It worked, but Scott took a kill. Yeah. So I didn't get a Chibi for it. I was kind of mad. I'm sorry you got no Chivo for him. But um, Shaking my head. Speaking of new stuff, this game has some DLC. Uh, two seasons, in fact. Uh, season one, three of them are pretty good, and then there's one that... Uh, well, so let's, let's see here. Um, you're talking we'll start, about Sir Hammerlocks? Is that the well, bad one? We'll, we'll start with a good one, which is Captain Scarlet and her pirate's booty. Where you go where to Shade and... Or Oasis. And you Oasis. meet Shade, who looks kind of like what would happen if the Joker and Elton John had a kid, I think. Well, I think he's supposed to be Hunter S. Thompson. If you I can kind of see that, but it, he's got such huge teeth and he's got Elton John sunglasses. That's what I thought of when I looked at him. See, if you've ever seen actual Hunter S. Thompson, it's not far off, as opposed to Johnny Depp Hunter S. Thompson. Right. Yeah, it, it's not too far off, and he's kind of doing this Rock Ridge thing where he's posing as a bunch of dead people via intercom so he could pretend he still has a normal life. Oh, no. Is he doing it by intercom or by little tape recorders that he set down? I'm not sure. I think it's I think it's a mix of both. It's like tape recorders with funny voices. Most of which are not that different from his own, so it's immediately yeah, obvious. Yeah, they're, they're bad imitations. But you are looking for a lost pirate treasure in a sea made of sand. And, uh... And you get to you kill know. pirates! And there are pirates, and you're working for Captain Scarlet as she is telling you that she will inevitably suddenly betray you. And then you shoot her, and you get a cool pistol for it. But you, you, don't, have... seem to, no, you don't seem to really shoot her because uh, she's you fight her friend, her pet thing, but you don't fight yeah. her. And then you fight the Leviathan, which was a pain in the butt for a little while. And then the the, the DLC all has raid bosses, which are level a bajillion. So you need a full team to go at him, so I never really messed with him. I did I did try one. Just for the hell of it, I walked in there. Tried one. And what if did I, I find? Curious the Invincible, I tried. I did try. I got him down to about half his life, maybe even a little lower. 
and I re- was about out of ammo when he killed me. That's how many freaking bullets it takes. Like you, you, you'll you'll go back and forth, and you're just like, I have no more bullets. What what Crap. do? <laughs> Am I supposed to melee this huge guy who's jumping on my head? No, that's not going to work. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go to Mr. Torg's campaign of carnage, which the is badass crater of badassitude. So this introduces. The other standout character for the franchise, Mr. Korg. I have just one question for you. Explosions? Is this is a badass crater of badass, dude. No littering. <laughs> he, he, he uses the power of being not quite Macho Man Randy Savage and juxtaposition very well. And he invites you to the ultimate the badass crater of badassitude to determine who is the ultimate champion to feed a monster uh, the blood of the ultimate coward, which you then fight your way through the under... And unlike Mad Moxie's Underdome Riot, uh, it's not just a series of arena matches. You run around the area around the dome, and you do stuff, and Tiny Tina comes back, and she wants to... And she's cool. And she has a weird mission where you have to keep her giant skag dog safe for a while. Yeah, and Mad Moxie is also interested. She becomes your manager in the ring and cuts promos for you. And you get such excellent lines as uh, real badasses treat a lady with respect or real badasses eat chocolate chip cookies. Go get some cookies. (laughs) I like chocolate chip cookies. Does that make me a badass? I think it might. It might. We're going by Tiny Tina logic here. Yeah, I didn't know it was that easy. I'm gonna go get some chocolate chip cookies. Be right back. Uh, and in order to become the number one badass on Pandora, you must defeat the current number one badass who is running around in a badass Tyrannomachosaurus. He's in Truckosaurus. You must defeat Truckosaurus, which takes an awful lot of bullets, as you'd expect. Yeah, really, it's Truckosaurus. Yes, and you can cheat because the area where you spawn in is the only area that's fully enclosed cover. And you can just peek over it and shoot at Truckosaurus that way. Truckosaurus! And then, and then retreat every time you get hit. So that yeah. you can heal. So, so your shields can re-up and you can recharge your uh, your super move. And, and then that's... once you've done that, you go on Sir Hammerluck's Big Game Hunt, which is terrible, boring, bare-ass quests. And unlike Mr. Torque's Campaign of Carnage, which is a send-up of pro wrestling... This is literally, like, sort of an uncomfortable kind of H. Ryder Haggard colonial conquest story. I, I figured with the words big game hunt, I was assuming Cabela, but, you know. Well, you, you have to hunt. You, you you go to this area, and there's, like... You get to see the drifters from the, the General Knox DLC in the first yeah. Borderlands again, and shoot them, of course. And then you get to shoot guys in weird tiki masks. Who are real pains in the ass. Because they have yeah. these stupid shamans who will up their levels constantly, and when you've when you've seen the guys get their levels up four times, and they're suddenly killing you all instantaneously, that's bad. Yeah, and the and all the missions are just like, I need this many eggs, shoot this many of this animal, and Hammerlock is an interesting character when he's just like, hey, here's a thing you could do with some funny well, narration. Yeah, he looks kind of like. Theodore Roosevelt with a mecha arm and leg. Yeah. And British. And British. So tell me about this tiny Tina's assault on dragons uh, people. Apparently the greatest no, thing no, ever. There, there was one thing in uh, Hammerlock that I did like, which was seeing Claptrap being worshipped by the savages. Yeah, that's great. But tiny Tina's assault on dragon keep <laughs> is one of the best 
things. Just just a best thing. What is best, best in life? Is. You know, it, I it, saved this for last, and it's DLC. definitely. It's not a. It's not just a good DLC. It's not just a good video game. It's not just a good story. It is just good. It is. It is what is good in the world. A game where a young girl tries to avoid the mourning process by playing D and D. No bunkers and badasses. Bunkers and badasses, which is totally not D and D. Not at all. And you and you have to take all of your guns into an environment that is a fantasy setting while the first the char- the player characters of the first game act like the players for you so brick keeps narrating but i will be the siren and she is the prettiest siren <laughs> and it's like and you have you get quest objectives that are exactly like disruptive player habits like punch the king of the dwarves you sure you want to do it I punch him in the face. Yeah, that's what we do. Okay, now we get to kill all the dwarves. Woohoo. And Claptrap, and she writes all the other characters in. So Claptrap is a wizard. You need to help him achieve maximum wizardliness by forging for him a mighty wizard beard. From dwarf hair, of course. From dwarf hair, which can only be forged in the fires of a volcano. Hopefully by drunk dwarves. Oh, yeah. And... You know, you get him a wizard hat and a staff, and then he summons a monster he can't control, and you have to shoot it. I like these priorities. And um, Mr. Torg gets accused of being a fake geek. There's also a thing where you get to keep slapping Joffrey from Game of Thrones. And then, because one one of the players doesn't watch that show, they have to do a Downton Abbey sketch later just for him. But you you must defeat uh, you must help Sir Roland defeat the handsome sorcerer and his evil dragon, which you eventually do after helping everyone out and of course gaining a sword, uh, a shotgun that su- shoots swords that explode into smaller swords that then explode. Mister <laughs> Mister Torg requested it. He likes explosions and swords. <laughs> uh, and yes, you save the queen of the land, but still. But Stallion, yes. She's real. She asks you to do quests after the credits. It's great. I'm excited. Yeah, this, is, this is a great piece. It's it's there are parts when you get to listen as the players are trying to decide what the hell they're doing and the world just changes in front of your eyes. Wait. And then you fight some skeletons. And some golems. And some dragons and some some tree ants. I don't even know what those are. <laughs> they're like ants, but angry, I guess. Yeah. It's this part is great. And all of the treasures actually let you roll for it and you have an option to pay currency to roll a better die. <laughs> and there's one quest where you're opening a chest and you have to roll for it and it keeps rolling a one and it keeps bouncing all over the board. And then you have to keep killing more skeletons. Yep. All right. And then uh after that and it's and it uh, it does a resolve to a real emotional core, and it's great. And then um, season two picks up, which were uh, they called them headhunter packs. They're sort of holiday themed mini, like small environment, a few quests you can knock them out in an afternoon, and they're actually pretty fun. Like um, so, TK Bahas was the Halloween one where you fight a giant pumpkin at the end with lots of more skeletons that are different than the tiny Tina ones. Yeah, they, there there are different skeletons. Uh, there's the horrible hunger of the ravenous water gobbler, which is hungry, which is Thanksgiving meets the Hunger Games. 
as with- organized by Mr. Torg, whereupon you finish the game by beating up a giant turkey and befriending Mrs. Mr. Torg's grandma. Who tells you a couple of stories that you have to listen to closely for a while. And then she tries to explain her play about a gladiator and a janitor <laughs> who are star-crossed lovers. It's a very long story, but there's good XP for sitting through the whole thing. Except, yeah, th- if you play with, except if you try to do this quest online, no one will do it with you. Although this one does say it's meant to be played with friends. I think they were joking at you. Yeah, they were joking. <laughs> they, they, they trick you into thinking it's a raid boss, and then not. You just listen to this old lady tell this meandering <laughs> story for her screenplay. And you do have to uh, chime in once about ten minutes in. And after yeah, that, there's just... one button prompt in the middle. Okay, so uh, then there is how Marcus saved Mercenary Day, where uh, Marcus, of course, uh, our everyone's favorite weapons dealer slash narrator of the first game, uh, tells the story about how an evil snowman has stolen all the guns he was going to sell to children on Mercenary Day, and that you have to steal them back so that he can sell them, thus preserving the spirit of Mercenary Day. <laughs> And you get to you get to kill yetis and snowmen, and the bandit and gingerbread bandits. Yep. And I think you're fighting to a remix of uh, Silver Bell or no Carol of the Bells while you yeah, fight they, Bad you, Mr. Frosty. You, yeah, you play you you fight. There's a metal version of Carol of the Bells, not the Trans Siberian Orchestra one though. A new metal version of Carol of the Bells, and it's pretty solid. Yeah, especially for fighting a giant snowman. And then we get uh, Mad Moxie's and Mad Moxie's Wedding Day Massacre for uh, for Valentine's Day, which which takes uh, off has... of a there was a quest line Ellie sent you on to instigate a clan war between the Podunks and uh, the Irish guys. Yeah, the okay it was the Zaffords, the Zaffords <laughs> and the Hodunks. So rednecks and Irish, and you must unite them by marrying them off. Uh, this one has weather. That's about all I remember. Uh, I think we've got a special laser gun that turned people's alignment so the bandits would start shooting their allies for a while. There is a funny bit. You There's a robot. You get him on your side, on your side by uh, saving his girlfriend robot from the distillery. And then for a later quest, you have to get a blonde wig, which she wears. And if you take it off, then she'll go crazy and you'll have to kill them. And the robots tell you, but you don't really have to do this. This is just a side quest. And then you do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then and, uh, the last one is Sir Hammerlock versus the son of Gromorax, which, which is, is actually better than the last time Sir Hammerlock titled the DLC. It's also better than the first Cromorax, unless you... Well, I gather there are ways to do that, but uh, this time Cromorax is not automatically three levels ahead of you and will not necessarily crush you instantaneously. Yeah, this is the Spring Break DLC where you go to the islandy bit of Pandora... And fight crab men. And actual crabs. Yeah. And yeah, Hammerlock gets kidnapped. So you get to see him strung up like a sacrifice. Hmm. Yeah. It's implied he dies, but I suspect he'll be around in Borderlands 3. Very likely. If he's not in Tales from Borderlands, which I have not played yet. And let's see... And then there were the... Bolt Hunter upgrade packs, which were just sort of like better ver- increased level cap and more. They give you new game plus, double plus and new game triple plus, and yet another raid boss that you can ever possibly beat. Yeah, I saw 
I was just curious about one of the you have to fight dragons in Tiny Tina's for the raid boss and I checked it out on YouTube. Somebody at the max level went in there and killed them quickly, but if that was by doing it at the very first playthrough when they're a good 40 levels below. Yeah, that, you that's don't the only go to new, you don't you max yourself out, but don't go to new game double plus to do it. Unless you like dying a lot. That's totally yeah. your and have like four friends who you communicate effectively with. Which may or may not happen, because Xbox Live uh, communication likes to lag out like crazy on this game. I mean, I, I tried playing, a buddy of mine was playing online, and he picked Sniper. And so he could not solo the late game, so I just sort of showed up and helped him. And I have, and I just brought the character that had done all the DLC and was like level 60-something. So she would just look at things and they would die and I the only XP I earned was when I went to revive him. That that's a hundred. <laughs> Shooting things got me killing guys got me two XP. Better than one. Better than one. Twice as much as one even. But when it takes you a good four hundred fifty thousand or so to go up a level, then it's gonna yeah. be a while. It's a while. I appreciated I appreciated the opportunities to revive him. That was real experience. Mm. Um, oh, yes. I don't know if it does this on Xbox, but when I play it on the PC, every time it starts, I get to go through this lengthy screen where it searches for DLC. Oh, yeah. the Yeah, the it checks your hard drive for DLC and other add-ons to make sure they're there. That's annoying. Maybe it wouldn't do that if I bought all the rest of the DLC, but the rest of the DLC is character skins and heads. Yeah, I don't need that. There's a lot of those that I'm just like... I picked the one color I, the one head and the one color I liked for my characters and never changed them. Same. I've experimented once. I just went to one of those stations and saw what my options were, but none of them made me go, oh, wow, this makes me want to pay 99 cents each for all those other packs out there. <sighs> yeah, a buck each, come on. Come on. People pay them for the Tales games. And yeah, there are well, a lot of doing it wrong. Yeah. So let's see what these games are going for. What what well, is Border? You just buy the handsome Jeff collection and you get yeah, that's... three games. Yeah, well, get it all. Yeah. Well, I also want to say I also enjoyed the the Siren class because yeah. that made me feel like a badass, almost like a mutant. Like you were saying earlier before the show, you pointed somebody. Uh, they, they, they freeze. He's on fire, and his friends are on fire, and you shoot him, and he takes triple damage, and the bullets bounce off to hit other guys. It's fun. It's like you're it's, a, it's, an X-Men or something with a gun. There so. are X-Men with guns. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. We needed more X-Men with guns. Hey, what's the name of Scott and the... Uh... The Summer's Father, I can't remember right now. While you're also oh. looking that up, have any of y'all had any experience with the Vita version? Um, no. no, I've been told it's kind of like, hey, points for getting this on the Vita. Shame about the sound. You know, so I, I got it, um, and... Um, Maybe Mac could tell us. <laughs> yeah, well, he's definitely put a lot more time into it than, than, than I have. Um, so he finished it. Yeah, so he's put in more time than I have on the PC. But anyway, so because uh, I don't really finish too many games, um, but no, it's it's actually pretty cool. I mean, just having that huge game in the palm of your hand, it, it runs pretty uh, smooth. Um, 
I, I might have said maybe been a little bit of slowdown here and there. I haven't read anything major yet that's given me a headache and make me want to throw my feet against a wall or anything along those lines. Uh, just I think a little there's bit. There's an here issue there. where co-op maybe strains it more than it ought. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just uh, soloing. Uh, the uh, the actually funny thing is, is is my my latest complaint with a lot of these um, ports, whether it's Borderlands or Trails in the Sky, has been. Um, I, I feel like you know they were on PC. I feel like they're made for PC, and then they're just brought over to Vita with not a whole lot of extra consideration. Uh, now I'm selling Borderlands too short because they did a really pretty decent job with the controls, considering that there's only so many buttons on the Vita. Um, I don't they, know. You've got a, you've got two touchpads. That's got to help. It helps. So, they, and they got kind of creative with it. I've seen other people do a really crappy job of of controls when bringing a game over to a, a Vita. But uh, I think my 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 pet peeve with this is Vita is a beautiful, gorgeous screen, but it's still small. It's still four or five inches. So when all you do is take the text from a game that's normally on a twenty inch monitor and you simply shrink it down to five inches and you don't make any further consideration for maybe you know you don't dial up the font. Yeah, just just saying. So you know that characters, you know the inventory screen looks really cool on Borderlands. It's got your character with like a 3D hologram behind them, showing you the stats of the guns and the and the numbers and everything. That that's exactly verbatim brought over to the Vita. And uh, the first, my first thing is like, ooh, that's cool. It looks just like the PC for. Oh wait a minute, <laughs> Joy, just like it, just like it. So little little tiny text. Um, so okay, that, so um, eBay seems to place this uh, the. Game of the Year edition uh, for either 360 or PS3 is in $30 range. You could also buy the Handsome Jack collection for... Well, it's still pretty new, so I want to say it's between 50 and 70 Well, it launched a little cheaper. Well, I can't remember what it launched as. And, of course, you can grab that on Steam as well if you're a PC gamer. The Borderlands 2 game of the... Well, the game by itself is just 20 The game of the year edition with all that wonderful dlc we were talking about is 40 or you can get it it. yeah it looks like it's got most of it oh there you go they don't have all the they don't have the outfits okay no they don't have the second season yeah Uh i bought the headhunters myself and you know what pretty much all of them for the few bucks you're paying they're worth it with their four bucks you get something for the afternoon they're fun not just uh, that. I mean, or wait, wait for a Steam sale. You'll find it. Yeah. Well, let's just say Borderlands 2 ends up on sale for just about every platform. But if you do own a PS4... Um, or Xbox or One. Or an Xbox One, uh, the Handsome Jack Collection, which also bundles in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, is yeah, about 30 bucks used. Is so bad? That's not bad. Not yeah. Like 50 new still, but that's fine. Two games. Uh, yeah, I haven't tried pre-sequel yet, but... I don't know, I like... So, I mean, to clarify, it, it looks like looking at the season two past that, uh, I can't sit here and verify, I don't have enough time to verify that every single thing is on there, but just eyeballing two or three of the expansions is in the is in the PC version Game of the Year pack. Yeah, the Steam got, to bundle, Steam got to bundle everything as it went, so they got to do Game of the Year Part 2. Which oh. had everything, everything. Whereas oh. the consoles, did. the console versions did not get that. So if you oh. get a game of the year on PS3, you're still gonna have to buy season two. Oh. If you buy the handsome collection, you get both seasons. Well, at one point, I know Borderlands Two was free on PlayStation Plus. Plus, on the assumption you'd buy at least one season of DLC. Yeah. Oh. 
but I remember because they knocked the DLC down to like next to nothing. Yeah, that same week. Funny thing about the Vita version too that actually drove me a little insane to begin with. So of course I boot up my Vita version, go to character, pick a character. You know what the first thing I'm going to do is pull out the Mecromancer. I want to play Mecromancer, right? Because it said that DLC was included. No Mecromancer. I'm like looking up, down, left. I can't, I can't find the Mecromancer. So I go look it online. I must have spent over an hour and a half before, um, before I figured out that uh, you have to. Um, Go, go online and is it go online and redeem the code? You have to go online and redeem the code. So the cartridge, even though it says game of the year or whatever, no, you have, there's a code that's inside the, the box that no one ever looks at. Um, there's a code inside there. So you have to go to PSN store, you have to activate the code and then you have to download it and install the packs. It isn't included on the cartridge. It's so. Yeah, that's weird. I, I should also mention that if you're buying this on Steam for about 60 bucks, you can buy four copies. Yeah. I'll play so you could have. So you could just be like, you know what? I am making a group to play this. Yeah, That's actually, a great idea. And sixty bucks ain't half bad for four copies. Four copies, yeah. It's a probably really fun to play with your friends. Probably yeah. though. We're enjoying just playing the couch. For like, a like split screen, it's fine. Um, obviously, there's some issues where it's just kind of like you have to scroll extra in the menus. The, there's the scrolling extra in the menus that kind of sucks, and then the vehicle. Yeah. are a little annoying in the split screen as well. Yeah, but that's Otherwise, about it. Otherwise, I mean, it's still, it's still serviceable for the amount of carnage you deal with, so it's like we've been having a lot of fun. So, fun <laughs> to play with your friends, fun to play solo, just a lot of... Fun to play, play with your spouse, man! Yeah, yeah. I, I had forgotten I got an achievement for completing the mission shoot this guy in the face. You yes. know, a lot of times... Shoot that guy in the face. A lot of times we'll tell you to wait for uh, a Steam sale, but I mean, this is this game is so good that if for some odd reason you haven't gotten around, you haven't played it, uh, I can recommend this one at the the asking price, especially where it's at now. It's, it's and if you and if you do look at the Steam page, Adrian Denouden's review is the first is right there under all of the bundles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Really? Yeah. I'm like on that page now. Uh, yeah. Um. If it if. Because RP Gamer is a Steam curator, you you can follow. A, we basically just anything that scores a four or better gets added to our queue, and we'll usually grab a blurb from one of the reviews. So you can see Adrian Denham's endorsement of uh, Borderlands Two. There you go. You will not see my endorsement of Borderlands the pre sequel on there because uh, I don't endorse it too heartily. <laughs> yeah, Mike, we'll get to that at some point, and then you can have that discussion. Yeah, I th- I'll get to it. I seem to remember Eventually. right now that Ad- Adrian only gave it a three and a half, so we won't. It won't be showing up on Steam that way. Yeah. It won't be anyway. showing up on Steam. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. If you look at the Steam curations, my uh, my rest of tier review is in there, and I only gave that three and a half. Really? Someone did it wrong. Yeah, it's in there. That's because despite the three and a half, it was still an overly positive review. So, but that means somebody has to actually look at the text instead of going just by the score. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Crazy talk. <gasps> How dare people read. Oh, my gosh. But, In any uh, case, I think this is a hearty endorsement from all of us. Yeah. We are having fun shooting the mans. This is like the third time I'm playing through it functionally. Yeah. And I'm still enjoying it. It's I'm my looking first. at Steam. I have played it 137 hours, and I don't regret... Does that be your playtime for Borderlands 1? Must. 
Um, let well, me see. just by virtue of having a stack of DLC. Yeah, Borderlands 1, I only hit 131 hours. Huh. Wow. Somebody really, really likes his Borderlands. How unexpected. Yeah, where would you ever get that impression? Um, Considering all the JRPGs you play, I think it shocks the world a little bit. <laughs> oh, and are rats a pain in the butt to fight for anybody else? Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. Okay. Shotgun? Yeah, shotgun I use helps. a shotgun. Like, when in doubt, shotgun. <laughs> shotgun helps out with all those stupid jerks who walk in with the grenades and want to blow themselves up in your face. Oh, yeah, the suicide it, psychos. There, there are worse things to fight in video games compared to those rats. Hazadors in Fallout New Vegas. Those still make me angrier. Anyway, well, I think that's I think that's four endorsements for Borderlands 2 right there. Yep, squad and get Nicely it. Nicely done. Play, apparently play Macromancer. Or Siren. Right, yeah. Or, or Siren. <laughs> We're well, not endorsing the other classes. I do not endorse Creed. I, I don't endorse the Psycho. I kept dying. Yeah. Uh, seems kind I, of a cool concept on paper, but I think you mentioned uh, this earlier, Scott. Melee combat and a <laughs> primarily shooter game, not super awesome. Kind of dumb. Yeah. Kind of dumb. J- just well, saying. They- if you look yep. through history and you look at all the battles that were won by the people who ran charging into the mouths of guns, you'll have a hard time finding very many. Look, there are Western RPGs that are totally fun to play melee. Mm-hmm. Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas oh, are really fun the, to the play contem- melee. The contemporary Fallouts are a pretty good dude-punching simulator. They are. But, uh, not, no, Borderlands is very Borderlands nice. is not such guns, a thing. So use all the guns. Makes yeah, sense. like it's it's sort of like why would I deprive myself of this submachine gun that shoots fire? Seriously, kind of dumb. It's like they, I I like doing that. Like I like having all different guns. So if I ever get low on ammunition, I can swap something out, try something different. Uh, well, yeah, you, you yeah. don't want to run out of your assault rifle ammo and just be left high and dry. No, you got to have a sniper or a pistol or. And, right there. and you're rewarded. Uh, you guys might have touched on this while I was focused on my something else. Uh, but you, you know, you are rewarded for using the right weapon against the right guy. Like there's elemental considerations. Fire is good against the fleshy dudes, and the acid's good against the robot dudes, and the electric shock is good against people with shields. And so, if you happen to have those guys on tap, and you can switch back and forth quick enough, or whatever have you, you, you actually get a payoff for that. So, on top of some of the obvious things like, dude at a far distance, use a sniper rifle or a rocket launcher. You know, guys coming up close, a shotgun's probably your thing. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of strategy, even while things are kind of chaotic and moving quick. Um, you know, if you're quick on switching out the weapons and the such. I think this game pauses if you're in inventory in single player anyways. Yeah, uh, in single player. In multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer. Standing yeah. there, standing at the hologram while... Nice. Sentinel just does these little strafing runs on you. Nice. 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 Um, But, uh, yeah, so I I kind of enjoyed that aspect of trying to make sure that I always had an array of uh, variety of weapons so I could handle all the different situations that might pop up most effectively. And then you always invariably get this one weapon, though. That was the cool thing about the game. You'd always get this one weapon, though, that was just a really great drop that was just totally awesome, and that's your go-to weapon for, for most problems in life. Yeah, love it. Okay, all right, we're going to go on all the night, but we need to, we need to take a break because we need I, to do I the... Like, I like the 
is it torque weapons where when you run out and you have to reload, you throw it at the enemy? Oh, no, yeah. That's TDR. TDR. Oh. There we go. Yep. Well, no, the torque weapons just have needless explosions because they're cool. Yes. <laughs> so you, you, you can't say they're needless if they're there to be cool. It, uh, it's so many cool. Uh, gratuitous. How's that? There we go. Well, we're going to gratuitously take a break and we'll come back with the final lap for one moment. return this is the final lap we read your comments we share our thoughts we talk about what we're playing what we're doing on the site and uh, i got the comments for our last episode number 157 take this job and love it where we talked about final fantasy 5 well, we, the we best put one that... <laughs> yeah you like three best they're all best except the ones that are worst oh jeez. five is pretty damn good five is Five is pretty good. Boudet says Final Fantasy V had a superior game mechanics to four. Too bad it didn't have as interesting of a cast and art style. Granted, five oh. does get more interesting setting wise as it gets hey, further along. Hey, we don't diss Ferris. We don't diss Lady Pirates. That's right. Those are the rules. How dare you? Sorry, Boudet. I mean, you're a cool guy normally, but I no. Pirate. Don't speak ill of Ferris. I think you've been called out, Boudet. Victor! Hey, we gotta give credit to all the artwork that went into making every character have a unique oh my class. Gosh, yeah. 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 That, that's some chops. That, that was something else. I, I like, that yeah. That was not replicated until 10-2. <laughs> what could I do for you? Oh, sorry. Uh, so, Victor, yeah. Victor says, I hope you enjoy Dragon Quest as much as I did, Dragon Quest 9 as much as I did, Phil. Unlike Dragon Quest 3, there's no possible way to script the job system in DQ9. You're never harmed by doubling in new jobs or switching back and forth. You will need to get a reasonable, decent level in your main jobs to finish the game, but that's not too hard. You don't have to unlock the extra jobs if you don't want to. So that's good to know. Text, I said. I just listened to this the other day. I've always liked Final Fantasy V, but the furthest I've gotten has been the four-job fiesta, and inevitably I stall out. I should really sit down and play the classic way sometimes. The job system appeals to me. I like it, and I like Bravely Defaults quite a bit. Wow, well, it's on Steam now, isn't it? I yeah. believe it is, yes. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, but I, I think until TechSide has played, I think we should ban him from the forums. I'm not really yeah. sure he can be a member. No, he is uh, wonderful. He can stay. Okay, all right. Uh, Elder Scrolls was interesting to hear about. I'm looking forward to the Morrowind episode. Oh, the one I like uh, mostly. Yeah, of course. We'll, we'll I get feel to that sorry one. for the formers that had to listen to Scott be ranty about. No, every Elder Scrolls game is the worst Elder Scrolls game, <laughs> and I will stand by that forever. Except for Morrowind. No, El Morrowind is the worst one too. It's just a question of which one clicks for you. 
Skyrim clicked with a lot of other people that it didn't do for me. So that makes it the worst one because every the part other... where we both put ninety hours into Skyrim. Yeah, that that doesn't compare to the three hundred I did for Morrowind back in the day. So there's Scott's secret also, chain for well, you. This one, this one went up with our first two Elder Scrolls episodes, so we should probably read the two comments on that. Well, one. all you need for those two comments are that apparently they want people to be, you know, um, nicer to those two <laughs> games and. It's hard to be nice to something that hasn't aged well. Or was not well executed to start. Yes, yes, honey. You know, we are going to be an 80-year-old man. It's okay. Ariel so Septim to... the fourth or seventh, the 500-year-old so... man who is Patrick Stewart sometimes. So we don't need to go into this discussion. I think that would be wise. I'm, call- I'm calling executive decision because he's my husband and I don't need to listen to this rant that I've already heard 20 million times. Well, so if you love me, which I know you both do. I will just read the rest stop. of this comment uh, that has nothing to do with those scrolls. It says, now on a point Phil touched on because I've glanced at them in a Steam style. I think he's right about these new retro RPGs just lack the depth of the old ones. They don't come close to Final Fantasy V's job system. Heck, they don't even come close to Magicide oftentimes. On top of that, the stories and characters often seem to, to uh, I think he meant to say to have to lack the depth of Final Fantasy V. Uh, or, or they have the depths of Final Fantasy V, but without the charm of polish. I tried one a while back, and after the umpteenth instance of lazy grammar spelling, I had to throw in the towel. They're neither living up to the past nor doing something new. It's a shame. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, like I said, I mean, I, I farted around with RPG Maker, and if I ever have like a few spare years, I might crank out my own game. But um, you, you too can make your yeah. not Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're just <laughs> one person, even if you have really good tools. You're just one person. There was whole teams working on those games. How dare you claim RPG Maker is a good tool? Is it, is it not a good tool, Scott? Do you, do you have it's a better a tool? It's a staple remover. Ah, it's a staple Let's remover of game development. while we're ahead. <laughs> I stand by what I say. So, you can, uh, you can join in. It's on... fun to click up and down on, but really, if you want staples out, your fingers are just fine. <laughs> You, too, can join in the discussion at forums.rpgamer.com and and share your thoughts on our show. Share your thoughts on Borderlands. Share the love. Uh, hey, Mr. Scott, what are you playing? What are you doing? What's up with you? Um, man, just, just reading stuff, mostly. Reading what you, things. Would you reading anything good? Um, I'm actually in the middle of a short novel called Don't Eat the Glowing Bananas. It is about a post-apocalyptic restaurant reviewer. Interesting. He spends most of the book exchanging witty banter with a mutant and running away from things that want him dead while stopping to say nice things about people's rat chili, even if they keep calling them tamales. I have to read this. Sounds good. He's actually been playing video games. I have been playing Fallout 4. Every Bethesda game is the worst Bethesda game. So what's your opinion of Fallout 4 so far, Scott? Uh, there are things he likes and things he does not like. I appreciate that the Brotherhood of Steel does shit and are assholes about it again. I like that. Um, but I think having a voiced and defined protagonist is actually 
is the worst of both worlds as far as Bethesda is concerned because they their gameplay always prioritizes player expression over character expression and now saying that if you start the game as a woman you are a lawyer is awkward single female lawyer yeah except you immediately then roll up a character with no charisma or intelligence and punch dudes I'm playing a single female lawyer right now she rolled up a character with no charisma or intelligence. I was so excited. I was so excited because one of the things I hated about Fallout 3 was if I played, you know, an Asian woman or a black woman, my baby was still white. No, you, your dad was nice. still Liam <laughs> My dad was still <laughs> Liam Neeson. And that upset me. So when I played Fallout 4, I had a white husband, but my baby was black. And I was so excited. I, I squealed. Scott's just like, what is wrong with you? I'm like... I have a black baby. It's amazing. I'm going to name him Leroy. And Scott was like, he has a name. It's Sean. Which, I'm sorry. They can't have... <laughs> you, you, you made a game where you're missing your son. And his name is Sean. I think of Heavy Rain. I mean, did no one think about Heavy Rain for like one damn minute? <laughs> no. No, they didn't. Sean. Oh, and I game. think... Casting the character as a complete outsider to the setting and giving him no opportunity to prompt for exposition is really frustrating and awkward. And it, but then again, it also saves them from explaining why bottle caps are currency on the East Coast. Are the West Coast water caravan also backing the bottle caps up with a water a hydro standard? I'll never know. I like that <laughs> the Bethesda writers guy. never have to decide. I like Nick Valentine. He seems kind of neat. So what I'm saying is that uh, the good news is they stole half of the good ideas from New Vegas, and the bad news is they didn't steal the other half of the good ideas from New Vegas. Again, this is a debatable point, seeing as we gave Fallout 4 3 out of 5 at RP Gamer. A score I'm pretty fine with standing right next to. Same with how much I've played. Hmm. <laughs> wow. 3 out of 5. Are we like the lowest score? I think so. I we are think we, are, we are, are proudly the lowest score. Especially with the Metacritic penalty and all that. Yeah. yeah. I remember Mac... I do I have to say Mac I'm a little upset defended. that I've been knocked off of... Um, I've been knocked off of the bottom slot on, I think, my last review just by virtue of the alphabet. We're really, really proud of being at the bottom of Metacritic some days, not going to lie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm... Sometimes I wonder about this site's priorities. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm proud of y'all too, but I mean, some of that has to do with, as we've discussed uh, on the occasion about with our scoring system and how that translates to the current yeah. NSC standards and stuff like that. And I was talking, there's this, there's this one guy watching YouTube and he always gives a score at the end. And it's the only part of his review I don't like. He, I, I wish he just wouldn't do a score at all, but every game oh, gets a seven or an eight. Uh, no, it's a different guy, but every, everyone gets like a seven or an eight. And I'm just like, no, use RP Gamer system. Go here. Here's the link. You know, we our scores, our numbers actually have significance outside of seven and there's eight. There's meaning. There's meaning at each point. You know, so go and check it out. Uh, so no, I stand behind our scoring system. And if it comes out a little lower, say la vie, because because you should have a full range. It's good. And if it puts us at the bottom some places, oh well, we're different. I like being different. Oh, it's not a purple tetrahedron, Scott. Purple <laughs> purple tetrahedron out of ten. Is that what you gave it? Yes. Nice. We're still convinced that the scale of colors and numbers... Colors and shapes will right, eventually win the day. Adrian uh, still stands by colors and shapes with Scott. Yes. It's the only thing they agree on. 
I can get behind that. I actually like that very much. Excellent. Uh, nice. I'm thinking a red octagon sends a very strong message. It does. It does. It's a firm finger, man. That's firm. Oh, what else? What else? What? What? What about? What about uh, the one with the hyphenated last name? There's no hyphen. No hyphens. My marriage certificate does not have a hyphen. Just so you know. <laughs> Things can be edited. So, I am in this stage where I am reviewing two things at once. Yay. Very challenging. Um, on one hand, I am reviewing Summon Night 5. It is taking me a while because it is hard. It is the good kind of hard, though. It is the kind where you have to use your brain, and I appreciate that. And I'm sorry that, Phil, you had so much drama with Summon Night 5. At least your problem has been fixed. Yeah, there's a little bit of a, a bug bug issue if you're trying to allocate the XP to your skills, which apparently you're not the only person who said uh, in researching that little bug problem, you're not the only person who said, I I haven't even looked at it or I didn't know it was there. It's it's not something <laughs> – but, but Phil presses every button in the menu system to see how he can tweak out his characters, and that's where I came across it early, and that fawn error came up, and it would force me to close the game, and I've never seen that in a PSP game before. So uh, I was a little disheartened because I felt like if I don't have access to that, then maybe that's going to get me later on in the game. I I, I got to have access to it. So I wasn't going to play it till it got fixed. But uh, then uh, in doing some research on the for uh, on Engaging Works forums and stuff, I found a YouTube video. I linked it on my Twitter account, shared it with everybody. There's there's an easy workaround that once you jump through the hoops, it gets past the font error, and I haven't had a pop up since. So yay, yay, <laughs> yay. So- it's a good little game, though. Like, I'm liking the story. The localization's actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I'm actually enjoying just... I like these characters. Like, the characters are really interesting. And really cute. one of them is a robot, and he has feelings, and I love him. He's adorable. Um, and yeah, no, I'm just... I'm enjoying the fact that it's a strategy game that is forcing me to think, because... I found over the last couple of years that I've not been enjoying TRPGs as much, and I think that's just because a lot of them are Luminous Arc easy, uh. so, so no brain power, or it's too difficult and you have to have a specific build to make it work in your favor. And Summon Knight's not doing that. Summon Knight gives you kind of this feeling that regardless of how you build a character, you can still succeed. Um, you just have to really think about positioning. Positioning is so important in Summon Night. Like, it's really easy to get backhanded mm-hmm. on top of the fact that, like, it has a really unique system called Brave Points, and Brave Points are... Um, what they do, essentially, is they are, like, the currency, is, like, I guess, a good way of putting it, uh, during your battle. So when you do things on this checklist, you earn Brave Points. When you get hit or... Um, you do something that maybe didn't allocate enough damage, you lose some brave points. It's a weird little system. It, it works in theory. Like, I'm still getting used to it because I've had a few game overs where I've lost brave points, and that's just from bad planning in some situations. But overall, I'm really liking it. I'm not too far because it's definitely one of those games where it's like after I do a chapter, I'm good. And it's not something that like I want to power through which is the opposite of the other game I'm reviewing, which is Banner Saga for PS4, where mm. I love the way that it's a branching narrative, so I want to do all the battles so I can get back to the branching narrative. 
And I've already had somebody die, so I'm really sad. Oh, no. But it works surprisingly well on PS4, given that you can tell very much that this is a PC game that's been ported to PS4. Because there's a lot of like little things where it's like you should be able to just drag and drop in the PC version. So in the PS4 version, it still says things like drag and drop. And meanwhile, it's just it's square. Swap it. Yeah. So, so little things like that, it's kind of odd, but... I'm really liking both games so far. Um, but I'm going to definitely be strategy RPG'd out after I finish both of them. I also reviewed Yokai Watch at the beginning of the month. Um, I think I you reviewed Yakuza 5, too. Wow. Yeah. You've been productive. I know, right? Wow. It's amazing. I, I reviewed Yakuza 5. It was the only game I wanted all year. It lived it up finally to my happened. Um, to the point where Scott was a Yakuza widow. Like, we would joke in the house that um, if the other gets addicted to something, um, we basically feel like we're widowed to that thing. So the joke for a while was I felt like a Fallout widow because Scott would go play Fallout for a million hours and I'd never see him again. But actually, he was the widow for a while, so it was kind of funny. Like, so you're still playing Yakuza 5. I'm not done with the dance battles. Not until I'm the top of the class. Keep those two set bitches. And then I did. Yeah. I got really into it. And, like, a lot of people bitch that the Haruka sections are really painful. And part of it is it's a rhythm game battle system. So if you're not very good at rhythm games, Haruka's battles it, it, are actually It's literally hard. kind of stolen from the Project Diva yeah, it's, titles. It's basically Project Diva. But people are stubborn, and they just don't think to just throw it on easy. Like, I'm terrible at those kind of rhythm games. So I just played them on easy because, you know what, it didn't really affect the story in any way. It didn't really affect anything else. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it, and to the point where, like, I got better as I went on. Um, like, Harka's chapter has probably the most variety of, of what you can do in the game. But just, it was totally worth the wait. Nice. Uh, I'm so excited now for Zero. It's insane. And then, yeah, I reviewed Yokai Watch, and I have a really love-hate relationship with uh, Level 5. Like, I, Level 5 has these amazing ideas. It's the execution every time. Um, and Yokai Watch is one of those games where it's a stylus-based battle system. So if you're one of those people who has really awesome wrists, then it's no problem. If you have arthritic wrists, like I do... Um, that battle system hurts after a while. Um, thankfully, it's not like the battle system is in your face the way some of other level 5 games are. But, you know, like, I worked through it. It's not good. I think I gave it, like, a 3 out of 5. So it's still a passable game. I still maintain that some of the designs for the creatures are much cuter in Yokai Watch than they are in Pokemon. I know, blasphemy, but that damn cat, the kitten, is so cute. Cuter than any Pokemon kitten. Cute kitty. Well, the only thing it didn't give me was a bulldog, and Pokemon did. So I, I still have to give points to Pokemon, because Snubble is the cutest thing ever. Outside of Trubbish. I like Trubbish. Mm. He's Trub. He's Trouble. Wow. But, you, you've been working hard. Playing hard and working hard. Oh, yeah. And then I'm just playing things in my backlog that I'm enjoying. So, that's good. I finished four things already, and the year's barely begun. Wow. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a crazy person. You are, because because if I finish one thing this year, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm like, yay! <laughs> look, I finished a game. How cool am I? It's like, yay! Go team me! Yay! Um, shoot! And with this though, I'm gonna actually go have a nap because I didn't sleep last night. But yeah. I love you guys. Thank you for having me on, and I'll let Scott finish. Good night. Night, Sam. Okay. Good night, boys. Thank you for having me, and I know Dragon Age is the next one, so I'm really excited. Okay, see you later. I'll take this bulldog with me. Bye. (laughs) You just got to pee. Okay. (laughs) How about you, Mr. Minky? You mean aside from Borderlands 2? Aside from Borderlands 2. You've, you've probably noticed that I've been playing it a lot lately. I know. Every time I'm like, jump on uh, Steam, it says uh, Albert Odyssey is playing uh, Borderlands 2. Well, the other thing I've been playing on Steam is the Dwarf Run. I'm going to try and finish that thing quickly because uh, I finally got past the annoying part. Creed was actually an interesting fight in that uh, it gets HP based on the value of your current equipment. So if you try and approach it with your good stuff on, then it'll have a stupid amount of HP, and this is not the type of game where you can hope to win a war of attrition. Hmm. And I got through that, and then it gave me a joke of a chapter, chapter 6. Chapter 3 literally consisted of walking through two corridors, selecting an item, and then the chapter ended. Chapter 6 consisted of walking down a hallway, fighting a fight, opening a chest, and then the chapter ends. That leads you to Chapter 7, which is a series of arena fights, and I haven't gotten through that yet because there's some of them are actually kind of hard. Plus, the game suddenly decided to have some technical issues in this chapter. I, I, I still don't know why it has load times when it's right on my hard drive, but the load times have increased by a factor of about 5 for this chapter for whatever damn reason. But I'm close. Trees. What was that? Tree. Just trees. Could be. <laughs> trying to remember if there are any trees in the game. I haven't seen any. Say it. No trees to hide things. <laughs> so yeah, I you know, I got that for RP Gamer, so I definitely need to finish it and review it. I it's, it's an interesting game in spots. Uh what else? That actually counts for I think everything I've been playing lately. Except No, I haven't tried thirteen yet again. Not after the fun times that that were not really had when I found that the stupid thing doesn't let me exit out normally, that I have to open Task Manager to close the damn thing. Uh, maybe it's been patched. I'll try again. But yes, 13 had no exit option on Steam. Yeah. Yeah, great, great programming, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds and, like Scream Remix, though. It really does. And the window isn't even quite full screen, so that I can see around the edges of my background. Great stuff here, guys. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yesterday's news at this point, but we could talk about Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, raise a Mary Sue. I'm a misogynist with poor understanding of genre conventions. Tomato, tomato, right? Works for me. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot to talk about this time. Sorry. <laughs> the new Gundam show is still very good. Like, we're 14 weeks in, and it should be in the doldrums of, like, oh, the boys are on the run from, you know, the, the guys again. And now it's like, no, no. It, it's paced really well, and there's, like, new things for them to deal with. I like the robots in it. 
Well, I, have, I haven't even caught up with the last season of South Park yet. I'm bad. I like the Yelpers one. That's the last one I watched, and uh, yes, that seemed absolutely appropriate. Yeah. Your Yelp reviews don't matter. They're almost like Steam user reviews that way. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't think Steam users have quite as high an opinion of themselves. That's the difference. Yeah, I know. Well, I've been uh, I've been doing a little bit of summonites. We talked about it earlier. It, it really does have a lot of like moving pieces under the hood, and there's a lot of information inside the game. It seems like I spent just the first couple of hours in between the story bits reading pop-up, you know, help information that, you know, each each tip could go on for five or six PSP size pages. Um, so there's a, there's definitely a lot there under the hood. If you're looking for something meaty, uh, it's it's definitely a beefy game. But um, yeah, it's got good writing, I think. I agree with um, Marshmallow. And um, um, but uh, it's also, yeah, it's definitely very, very JRPG. Very, very out there in left field. So, pretty cool so far. Mm. And I know it's not a role-playing game, but uh, my friend and I played a lot of Earth Defense Force 4.1 on the PlayStation. Yes, I, I have seen you on Steam with that frequently. Yeah. Well, there's the, you shoot the bugs. Yeah, well, there's there's Insect Armageddon on the PC, which is okay. It's not that great, but if a friend only has a PC, it's a good way for me to introduce him to the Earth Defense Force universe type of thing. Um, but it, it was made by a different company than what usually makes those games, and, and you can kind of tell. It it, it it actually tries too hard. The whole thing about Earth Defense Force movies is their charm lies in the fact that they're like the they're 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 based off of B rate movies, and the quality of the game is B rate. There's clipping, there's poor graphics, there's uh, you know every normal sin. Like when you look, bug out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, when you look at the Metacritic uh, reviews on these games, they're horrible. But that's uh, that, that's the whole. That's like when you play it, you're like, except for like every fifth guy who adores it. Yeah, yeah, and when you sit down and you play it, especially with the with the friend, uh, it, it it's really really uh, good. Um, it's just it's just a ton of fun because y'all are yelling at each other. Oh my gosh, the spiders got me, and I can't see it because of the clipping. And I've got a building in front of me. Help me, Bob, because I'm not can't get out. And um, it's got difficulty spikes and all kinds of other bull bull crap, but uh, uh, it, it's just hilarious and it's fun. It's oh, so over the top. It's Starship Troopers. You're, you're basically playing Starship Troopers. Uh, everything from giant insects and spiders and uh, spaceships and huge robots that are and coming up on shore. Yeah, I, I played the uh, – yeah, that's a – I sent a video to a friend. He's like, why are you a girl? And I said, well, because I like to fly around with my jetpack, and that class is, I think it's, uh, uh, the, whatever it is, that class is called, um, it's the flying class, and it's only a female character. The other three classes are male characters. There's not cost, there ain't, there's no deep customization. You get to pick your color of your suit. That's it. That's your customization. But what you will find here is uh, a loot system, tons of weapons drop, and it's class-specific for the different weapons, so, um, uh, the, the, depending on what class you have, you'll have different weapons. My my flying lady, 
Her weapons are energy-based. It's actually based off of the bugger's technology. Oh, this is so funny what they call these things, the bugger's technology. Uh, so they're plasma weapons. Um, the shotgun's like bunches of lasers going in different directions right in front of your character. But it all ties into your jetpack, which is fueling it. And if you're flying and, and shooting at the same time, your jetpack will empty quickly, forcing you to land and be very vulnerable for the five to ten seconds it takes to recharge. So there's some magic going on with that class. Whereas the Ranger class, he's your basic foot soldier class. He has the most versatile list of weapons. He has the really powerful long-distance rocket launcher, which is extremely effective even at low levels. Um, So my friend was playing that, and I was flying around him, and we were just taking down everything from Queen Ants to huge, gigantic spaceships that look like something from Independence Day. Firing a death beam that would wipe out city blocks in a single, you know, single laser blast. It, it, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy and, and over the top. So uh, I think we're going to try to get together a little more often and, and do that. It's a great way to play with your friend who's in another state. So definitely, uh, hmm, what's with that? That PSP. Uh, a lot of good sales right now on uh, the PlayStation Network. I don't know if I'll get this show edited in time for anybody. <laughs> the sales for like five more days, I think. You 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 missed out, guys. There was there was nifty yeah. Stuff. You missed out. There was a lot of yeah, good RPGs and stuff too. Babe, you now wait till March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this way later, like I know some of you do. Um, oh wow, yeah, especially this rough buddy. Yeah, sorry, uh, but I, you you have archived binged for nothing. <laughs> you have archived binged. For nothing. Uh, there's there, but a ton of ton of retro RPGs on that list. I mean, I've seen Chrono Trigger for three bucks, Chrono Cross for three bucks, Final Fantasy Tactics for three bucks, uh, Xeno Gears. I can't see the price. I've already bought it, but that's probably three bucks. Um, Looks like Ark the Lad Twilight of the Spirits is on PSN now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Demon. Oh yeah, Twilight. Uh, oh, Twilight Spirits. Right, that's just jumped on. Uh, we have Demon Souls for eight bucks. I mean, the list just goes on and on. If you're an RPG fan, and we said it once, said it before. The 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 Vita, of course, is also a really great machine for on the go retro RPG gaming, and uh, a lot of those really good games, of course, are going to be on the PSN store. So this would definitely be a time to to kind of catch up some of those. Cl- oh, here we go. The uh, Wild Arms uh, is on there, and I think that's I, I think that's Vita compatible. And um. Yeah, here we are, PS Vita and PSP for $2. So, talk about retro RPGing. So, Wikoden, PSP and Vita, that's a few bucks. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. So, hopefully, uh, Breath of Fire, one buck. Ooh. Um, so, hopefully, you jumped on that and you got some good deals. Breath of Fire 1? Uh, four, 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 four. Breath of Fire 4, sorry. For, I didn't see the Roman numeral at the end. <laughs> ah. Breath of Fire 4 is like a dollar and change. So, hmm... But of course, most importantly, Saints Row well, Four. That's, def- that's definitely there. cheaper than getting the original. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's just it's yeah, PSP and the Vita. Um, a lot of those retro games will work on either one, but uh, really great retro machines to have right now. And Child of Light, which I've been playing, is also on the Vita. Um, is also on sale, so I've been working my way through that. It's only six dollars. Good grief! Uh, so lots of really good, good price games. You've uh, been playing it on the Vita? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of felt like that was a bit because if I'm on my PC, not that I don't like okay, Child of Light, it just I, I'd rather be playing Borderlands too. Are, are you sure <laughs> that you don't want to mess with UPlay in order to get that? There's that too. Yeah, yeah. On the Vita, no UPlay, huge bonus. No, you're exactly oh, right. Oh, there's still UPlay. 
It's just less annoying marginally. <laughs> it is true. I think it does try to get me to log in with my Uplay account. Like, it's always account. like, hey, you should log in so you can get Uplay stuff. Yeah. But I'm on a Vita, so I'm fine now. How are you, Uplay? Still there, ah, huh? Still wow. an obtuse, annoying piece of junk, huh? Thanks, Ubisoft. We needed Speaking more of, of annoying pieces of junk, uh, EA Access has launched for PC gamers now. Yeah, I saw that. I got Hooray! the email and I was like, 15 games. Did you right jump? Away. Did you jump on that, Scott? Did you jump <sighs> on it? You know what? Funnily enough, I did not. Oh, man, you're missing out, man. I had to jump on that. That's 15 games, man. 15 games for only five bucks a month. Holy hell. I mean, why would I want to join the PlayStation program that gives me six free games every single month that's 90 a year between my three different systems when I can get 15 for five bucks a month? And, and half and of remember, which... this also gets you demos. Demos. Very important. For once. Yeah. So, gotta hop on that crap. What uh, is d- actually in the vault right now? Okay. Full honesty. Dragon Age Inquisition is in the vault right now. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they're as is Dragon Age Two. Okay, all I'll right. To your interests. All right, there you go. Up. Of course, I won't mention that I bought the Dragon Age Game of the Year edition on Christmas sale from Origin for like I don't. I must have been like ten bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's... <laughs> just, I just... appreciate the effort, but I don't think EA's library is ever, <sighs> especially not the way they support their multiplayer content, is ever going to be quite worth five bucks a month. Yeah, I think that's kind of just buying it. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, there's this one, uh, there's this one, uh, and Mike might know about, but there's one YouTube dude that uh, I like to watch a lot, uh, and they're going to a Patreon type of model, and I want to support the guy because I've liked his video for years, and they're, and they're struggling on YouTube with the with the whole, how everything's working nowadays. So that's cool. All right, so I go and look at his Patreon thing, and it's like the the, the major price point is like five bucks a month, and I'm like. Ooh, I I don't know. I mean, because I'm thinking I get Netflix for ten dollars a month. And... This is it. Five makes sense because that's what like if you if you were trying to make money as a Twitch streamer, mm-hmm. it's five to get to subscribe to one person without ads. Yeah. So there there's there's clearly a precedent for it, but at the same time, I think there's room to just be like, here's the easy one dollar. Mm-hmm. Here's the five dollar. Mm-hmm. Choose. I'm gonna put one ridiculous ten thousand dollar one on here, just <laughs> because. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot! Well, I, like, I, the, like like the reward level for the ten thousand is I don't know. What do you want? What, what do <laughs> you? Talk? Yeah. Uh, you're you're the executive producer for the day. You tell me what you want me to make. Um. I will say, if you guys don't have Origin, I know it's probably, you know, some, some people out there, and I was one of them, was like, oh my gosh, I already got Steam, I don't want something else. And especially if you're like me and had experience with Ubisoft's service yeah. beforehand, which is absolutely abhorrent. I will tell you, Origin's not nearly uh, uh, that bad. I've... Origin's pretty painless, it's yeah. just that it's not it's... that you, for older titles, you kind of have to play ch- uh, this weird circle chase where, yeah, like if you're trying to do load Mass Effect two, something's gonna go wrong. 
oh hell, I got Command and, and what the old Command and Conquer games on it, and and you know, like GOG when they give you a a, a game that's older than Command and Conquer works just fine because they've tweaked all the variables, and uh, and if it doesn't work, you complain and they fix it pretty quickly. And, well, I'm I'm even talking about like Mass Effect Two, but Mass Effect Two that's ridiculous, want, and you want DLC for it on PC. Oh, Where yeah. do you? It sends you to a semi-defunct page on Bioware's store oh, where you yes. have to exchange it for real money for Bioware points. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, And that doesn't Dragon Age do something similar? Yeah. Uh, Dragon Age they fixed because okay. they put uh, the uh, the ultimate bundle the ultimate bundle of Origins into um, Origin, the Origin service proper, but if you've got like a disc Dragon Age Origins and Want to buy that um, the Warden's Keep DLC? Mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. Yeah, that that's it's not gonna go. That's yeah. That was yeah. There was that's that's uh, that's some hoops to jump through. So yeah, you're right. I think it's mostly. I would agree with you. It's mostly harmless though with some of these older games. Um, and with like the old Command and Conquer games, it was more of a technical issue with Windows Seven, and I'm surprised they hadn't just you know, figure that out and made some adjustments to the config files or whatever. But instead, I just had to do some Googling on some forums and figure uh, and play with my graphics card before I could get it to show uh, something other than reverse color schemes. But uh, but yeah, for the more modern games, you might have to jump through some hoops with Mass Effects and stuff. But for the most part, that's where you're going to get Dragon Age, Mass Effect. If you're a Sims fan, Command & Conquer, you're not going to find some of those guys on uh, Steam. Or if you do buy them on Steam, they, they force you to install Origin. Very much the way Child of Light forces you to store Ubisoft. So, huh. dude, 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 dude. You still there, Scott? Yeah, still here. Okay. Uh, it uh, gets a little note from Skype. I guess it's Mike who's having a few technical issues, but that's okay because we're wrapping up. Anyways, our uh, our next show is usually something Mike would say. Hmm, I guess I could look that up. <laughs> I guess we are. <laughs> technical difficulties are affecting us just a tiny bit. Our next show is not at that link, though. I shall pick the one that actually says RPG Backtrack. And that would be... Oh, speaking of Dragon Age... Uh, with any luck, we'll be. We'll That's be... why I was doing it. Yeah, good call. Uh, I'm glad you 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 were bringing that up. Uh, so Dragon Age, yes, Dragon Dragon Age two. With any luck, next week, and uh, and maybe so we'll do some blessing recent past because I would like for somebody to talk to me more about some of these titles. Anywho, so join us in a couple of weeks for episode number one fifty nine. Um. Going to remind everybody that uh, RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for news, reviews, and home to the best gaming community on the net. So head on over there, leave your comments in our forums. You can also write me an email, jcservant at cyberlightcomics.com. Good luck spelling all that. Much easier just to tweet me at jcservant. Uh, Mr. Mike Meeky is at jumay, that's M-E-S-Y-N, jumaysin, or jumisin. What, whatever, however he does it. And Mr. Scott Walker is at Foul Sorceress, right? Yep. So you can definitely tweet him. And Mr. Scott also has a podcast that you can find over at rpgamer.com. What is it, Scott? Uh, it's the Active Topical, Topical Banter Show, our uh, monthly roundtable discussion, editorial roundtable, wherein we tackle, I don't know, armchair game design, uh, the culture, things that bug me. <laughs> And what did y'all talk about last? Give them a little taste. Uh, the the one that should be coming up around the same time this episode drops is our uh, end of the year 
beginning of the new year Q&A series in which we answer user questions about all sorts of silly things and a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles. Cool. Cool. I want to listen to that because I want to hear more about Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm still on the fence. Um, so awesome. it, is, it is a fence type game. That's why I want to hear some details. Uh, cool. I will zoom in on that. We also have a couple of other podcasts over there. We have the RPG cast uh, and we have the um, Q&A quest. So a couple of other podcasts. Lots of podcasting. Plus lots of articles. If In fact, if you came up with the articles, you would have already known what Mike brought up earlier, that Ark the Lad Twilight of the Spirits Adventures is now on the PS4. But there's tons of other news there as well. RP Gamer is by gamers for gamers uh you get honest reviews over there so check it out all at rpgamer.com and as i mentioned before our forums at board.rpgamer.com mr minky still suffering from technical issues he's usually the one who has the final word so since he's not here i'm simply going to tell you to go out and play some borderlands 2 have a good night or some hurt defense boy they're both fun shooters okay have a good night